welcome back to another episode of the Key in the Lake podcast, the premier whiskey podcast without the mention of whiskey in the title whatsoever. After a few technical issues... And a, a few, few drinks. <laughs> a few <laughs> drinks to resolve those technical issues. A few high lives. Yeah, man. That takes away all the pain, Wilson. We are Always back does. live from a quarantine social distancing space in my apartment in Chicago in the Lakeview, Sna- Lakeview East neighborhood of Chicago. Calm has his mask on. Wilson has his bourbon, and I, I have my Remy. <laughs> do, my I s- do I sound different with a mask on? You oh, sound totally. sexier. With me today, as always, <laughs> but not always as always, but he's here today. Is the one and only Wilson Ramon Torres. Hey, young world. Hey, young world. That's it. That's, that's it. That's all, all we get for right now. Yeah, just and so as our special guest and also resident Scottish phenom <laughs> stateside here in the beautiful city of Chicago, who is waiting to spend his first summer on the banks of Lake Michigan, watching all of the honeys quoted honeys as we were driving I over here. I did not say that. No, he did not say that. You didn't say that. <laughs> I might have said that. He might have said that. <laughs> he, he might not have. He referred to that though. He said, "Look at all those beautiful women and all those beautiful guys." all those beautiful children. <laughs> I was like, I just got to share the love. <laughs> Why is she on rollerblades and her shirt comes up past her belly button? Oh. Well, anyway, back with us once again is the one and only Jerry O'Donnell. <laughs> I thought it was Callum Wilson. Yeah, I was just about to say thank. Uh, hey, I'll take Jerry O'Donnell over Callum Wilson. Like probably, last and I'm probably more my cups the last time we started than I am. Oh, you were. Oh, you were way. More no, no, not you. then. I am now more than I was then. Really? Really? I don't oh. think so. Well, by the end. Oof. By the end, last time. You, so we you, were uh, planning a four-man podcast. You know, we little, were. Yeah, you were the king to, of in yeah. your cups last yeah. time. Mm. Nice, I like that. I like where we're heading with that. I like where your head's at. Shout out to you, Danny, Mark, Danny Yanka, who's like the Dutch version of Daddy Yankee. Mm. Mm. Yes, but um, yeah, we were supposed to have the notorious Jamie Duffy, not Marty Duffy, on the podcast this week to follow up our com- our conversation from last week. But yeah. we've had some technical issues with, with the mic and the internet and all that good stuff, yeah. which we are all shout out to, to Jamie. Jamie, shout out to you. Sorry, we missed you today. Yeah, I mean, this means you just have to come to my house and break the quarantine rules. Actually, it's not breaking the rules because we are in a safe place with yeah. less than 10 people in the same area. And we are six feet official. Yeah, official. There you are. Uh, no, Did big shout out to Jamie Duffy. We're sorry we, you, you couldn't um, jump on the podcast with us. We know yeah. that you were going to bring a lot of good points because today's going to be a good one. Yeah, I mean, yeah. before we get started, um, back to Marty Duffy and his purple T-shirt that he was wearing yesterday <laughs> live on the internet. Um, Do you know what, Marty Duffy? Just get your butt over here, okay? Because all of us have a bone to pick about this goddamn T-shirt color. Mm. Oh, that reminds me. Wasn't that like a... That was like a viral thing, wasn't it? Yeah, is it yellow color. or blue or oh, yeah, yeah, the fuck? Yeah. Yeah, well, that was a little different. I think either is using um, like Windows 4 or <laughs> he just uh, was wearing a purple T-shirt. But his glasses look purple too, the frames. I don't know if you noticed that. I, that I did. And, those are, and are they black glasses? I've never seen him wear glasses. And he was he was still hmm. using his Sony Walkman earphones. I'm sure he was. Rather yeah. than the rather than the traditional now, which is just the one AirPod that mm. everybody seems to be going with. I should do that. Yeah, we totally should. I do sometimes. Totally should do that. Just one AirPod in. I have enough cans, as the industry folk call them, to, for us to. <laughs> I feel like I feel like the that. AirPod, the one AirPod in, is the perfect like moment to do the whole like you know calling security. <laughs> 
This is Jake Mikey on the second floor. You are, sec- you are security. I am security. Did you get a new watch? Actually, this watch has a bit of a funny story. Oh, please share. Um, All we have is time, apparently. W- <laughs> 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 Calm yeah. yourself. A dirty used condom. That's not true, ladies and gentlemen. Jake was snacking on a cheese string. And because he he was like, oh, I'm really hungry. And we said, well, there's a Taco Bell down the road. Come on, we'll get Taco Bell. And he was like, nah, not that kind of hungry. And he came back with a single cheese string. Um, There's your tattoo. I've never seen that before. Oh, okay, sexy. And yeah, what was I talking about before? Oh, the watch. Me snacking. Uh, you snacking, but before that, well, watch. you know, sorry that I was carrying the load of both Star Wars and Abelauer this afternoon. You know what? I was working real hard. If my boss is listening to this, then that's not technically true. <laughs> I was holding the light while he took the photos. <laughs> oh, did you say, no, he he was like, thing. he was like, up a bit, up a bit, down a bit, down a bit, and I'm like, fucking hell, my arms getting sore. And he's like, just a little bit to the left. I need more shadow. Mm-hmm. In the shot, mm-hmm. and I'm thinking, fucking hell, artists, man. Um, Before you get to your watch story, I appreciate you. Damn it! I appreciate the shout out you had and happy birthday, belated in yeah. person. Happy birthday! Oh, thank birthday, you, birthday, thank you, thank you. But it was much. really nice that you wrote about Wilson and I being so awesome. And you look yeah. up to us like we're older Actually, brothers. Actually, uh, you you really made me verklempt. Oh my! I'm not sure if he's joking or being serious. <laughs> <laughs> I'm talk, with Wilson. You talk never about know. <laughs> Uh, nah, nah, it's been cool. It's been really cool um, to be semi-serious for a second. Super cool to be, like, welcomed into the Key in the Lake family. Um, I can't wait until we start our own shop, the barbecue in the lake. Yeah, that's um, a sad that, story. That Martin, Martin, yeah, it was, that was that was sad. And we'll, we'll, we'll get to some of that Have you ever been stuff. there? I had never been. I think. We'll get I'd to never that. Been there. Yeah, we'll get to that. Um, it's about a closing of the restaurant, so, yeah. Um, but, yeah, the watch... The watch. Uh, I got reached out to by some some someone on Instagram, who's running a watch company, Ooh. and they said we want to give um, a bunch of different people on Instagram, like micro influencers, anyone with over fifteen hundred followers. Sweet. Want to give you guys free watches. You you just have to pay for posting packaging, and so it cost me eight dollars. Sweet. There you go. So I was like, what company? Uh, it's called Bliss Body. Bless Body. Yeah, I like the so band on that. Yeah, it's really act- it's actually a really really nice watch. My dad just bought me one for my birthday. Michael Donnell. Yeah. Michael Donnell, the 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 big listener. Um, <laughs> my dad. Both our parents are. <laughs> <laughs> Julianne Hukin. My mom enjoying the Instagram live last night. Did she? Yeah. <laughs> we were well, like, Bruce, Does she know how this works. Does it, Bruce? Bruce listens. I think Bruce listens. Yeah, I think big Bruce bad Bruce. Listens. Shout out yeah, to you, Bruce. Bruce um, the shark Bruce. himself. Um, but dad uh, bought me a watch that's probably the second man-made thing. Um, that's visible from space. This thing was humongous. Like, it actually, <laughs> it takes like, I wore it for about 10 minutes and I felt like I'd been working out for four hours. Like mm. I felt like I'd been doing bicep curls with a 400 pound dumbbell. Um, this thing was huge. I actually sent them a photo. My dad was like, oh, let's see the watch on your wrist and that. And so I sent them a, a photo of it, but it was on my uh, ankle mm. and it didn't look that out of place. So Are it, you serious? It's humongous. Like I'll You to literally took a picture on your ankle? Yeah. Oh, nice. So um, yeah, it's a it's a pretty humongous uh, watch, but or you got really fucking skinny ankles. I, I have skinny wrists and ankles. Um, I'm not really sure what that says about me as a man. He's a little bitch. Um, <laughs> yeah, you know. I mean, if if anyone if anyone's listening out there and they wanted to marry a Scottish person and it wasn't going to work out, there it is on my ankle. <laughs> Jesus. No. And there it is on my wrist. Look at the size of that thing. <laughs> 
So for anyone listening, this thing is l- quite literally the second man-made thing. It's like four times the size of an uh, iWatch, Apple Watch. It is yeah, I was going to say, it looks like... Like, that was what I was saying to my dad yesterday. I was like, look, if, if this was a smartwatch, then it would, th- you know, it, the screen's like the size of my phone. Imagine just attaching a strap like a- to your phone and just putting it on your wrist. <laughs> You know, what I mean? right. you know Buzz Lightyear has the has the console mm-hmm. inside his wrist? Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's essentially the watch that my dad sent Beam me, me up, Scotty. Beam me up. That's to awesome. infinity and beyond. and beyond. You that one right over your head. You have no idea what I'm talking <laughs> about. Scotty, Star Trek. There you go. I'm with you, baby. Come right. on. I didn't know. Um, but yeah. You never know. Well, um, yeah, well, Welcome to Key in the Lake. Happy, <laughs> happy birthday. Uh, thank you. Thank yes. you. Thank you. If you didn't catch uh, Callum's... Happy hour at 10 o'clock with me last night. I'm sorry you missed it. Yeah, I missed it. Yeah, I'm sorry. Lindsay joined in. Yeah, I'm sure. Yeah, she actually she mentioned it this morning. She was just like, hey, I saw the boys on last night. And I'm like, the boys. All right, cool. And I'm it's thinking. the bad boys. The gay boys. I couldn't but, um, remember. Yeah, a bit of a. It was, it's, you know, and I think it's, it's crazy because on Instagram right now, especially it's like on my. Everybody. Five fall. o'clock hits and everyone is on. live. That's why I love that you guys did it late. What was, I mean, it was I wish I could have <laughs> stayed up that long. I was I was in a uh, here comes our proje- production manager. Oh, here's our producer has entered uh, the room, the podcast studio. But indie Mindy, I was having what you call an existential crisis last night, and was getting down because of the quarantine and just needed to branch out. So I started listening to some music, and I just text Callum about nine o'clock at night and said, "Hey, want to go do live?" If he said no, I was going to text Brett Bauer. <laughs> He would have been up. <laughs> he would have been up. I know he would have been up probably smoking yeah, a cigar Shout out somewhere. to Brett. What up, Saggy? What's going on for Sagamore? Shout out to Jess. Shout out. We're all uh, both Sagamore and Star Wars are featured in Forbes today for cocktails. Yeah. yeah. Oh, sweet. Brett what was the cocktail, the Star Wars cocktail? I don't know. It wasn't the... Um, How do you not know? Because it wasn't... I didn't... It was oh, where, it was, it New, was York. A New York bartender. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. So my counterpart, Katrina, how she spells her name with a K and a Y. But I think the the the, co- the cocktail that we um, talked about today, yeah, the was cold, lovely, the cold fashion. Oh, fantastic! fantastic. Yeah, that's, pr- that's one of the best old fashions out there right now. Super wow. simple with a simple syrup. Yeah, um, the bitters and yeah. the Mister Black and yeah. the Star Wars. It's a four know, step cocktail. Yeah, I, really easy. Man. The simplicity is what I love. You know what's really great too is so like fabulous. you can go, but you can go, you know, you can go to a bar and spend whatever on a cocktail. Ooh, who's here? It's Jamie. <laughs> Jamie came all the way over from Pilsen <laughs> to join us in person. But uh, you can buy the bottle of Mr. Black. I think it's $28. A bottle of Twofold for $28. Get you some orange bitters for 5 bucks, and $8. Yeah, and then there you go. And then you have two good bottles of uh, spirits sitting on your shelf yeah. for a time. And you can hang out. You can make a bunch of cocktails in that night. Have it's 15 cocktails, 70 bucks. Yeah. There you go. And it I mean, good. it's 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 not hard either. It's I'm sorry. It's not hard. I mean, like anybody can no, make it at home. It is not hard. That's what I love. This about is stirred. This well. is true. This is truly a, a shaker. A home no. bar. A home bar. It should be a home bar sample. Right. <clears throat> good. Oh, good. our producer. Our producer left us wearing my jacket. I've told her to stop wearing my clothes. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, that's a losing battle. That's a losing battle. But you know what I happens? Put on her clothes, <laughs> she gets mad at me. Yeah, no, but like, but Jake, it's a little bit different. Hold on, though. Hold on, a little bit different. I have a story because for you, you put you put her clothes on on a Sunday night when she's not home and yeah. you wear her heels and you pants around the house. I don't think she appreciates her and singing dancing queen. You dig? Can I tell you a real story about wearing the, women's clothes. Oh, are they are the jeans that tight? Yeah, 
Well, that's where it comes from because growing up in Iowa, you couldn't buy skinny jeans anywhere. So we used to buy and of course girls' you jeans. You were all about the, the skinny jeans. Yeah, yeah, of course. And this is back when I was like 210 pounds still. But more skinny jeans at 210? Oh, girls' jeans. I must be about 210 pounds now. I'm no. no. You're, You're 210? I'm 220. Good for you. What do you mean that I'm at least... Go on, finish yeah. that sentence. Yeah, you're at least 220. Oh, no! Come on, Wilson. Oh, yeah. Dude, you're tall. Tu eres, tu eres grueso. He's not 220. I'm not 220. He's like... The mid- heaviest I've ever seen on the scales is 203. 219. So, <laughs> I, I, what are you... What are you 195, maybe? I, I usually... My fighting weight's like 190. Your fighting weight? Jake, do you want... What the fuck is wrong with you two? <laughs> what I are you... Shit, who, me, you just said 220. I, I called you a fat ass. He's calling you a non-boxer. <laughs> hey, well, we knew that. At least hey, I could take the non-boxer. The fat ass thing's hurtful because it's true. Uh, don't make me show my six pack. <laughs> so, okay, so how much do you weigh? Honestly? I reckon, I reckon right now I'm maybe at two five, two ten. Okay. Anyway, back to my story about girls. I used to live with a girl in college, <laughs> not romantically, we were just roommates. And I used to wear her jeans all the time when she would like go out of town because she they were like the best skinny jeans you could possibly guy, buy as a guy oh, in shit. in Des Moines. So I would always wear her jeans and be Did like, she know? Were you no. like emo? <laughs> Is that when you were through your email phase? You were just going sure. through. You were just going through, but like a, a glass of whiskey in one hand, <laughs> glass of whiskey in one hand. Back then, probably. And her diary in the other, <laughs> with her jeans on, prancing around in the living room. Oh my god! Not in the living room. I wear them out. Well, I already wore girls' jeans, and it was just that I didn't have to go buy them. My roommate had them. Very accessible Makes that sense. way. Yeah. Makes sense. I'm sure she did not know, not have approved if I did that. That would be fantastic <laughs> if, like, nowadays she just, like, stalks you and she listens to this podcast every so often. She was like, I knew it. She goes, I still have those jeans. I love you. She's just at home cutting them up. She's going to write a ransom note in that, in that denim. One freaky story was that her – so she's from Chicago, actually, so she might live here. Who knows? Uh, she, might be in, she might be above us. That she, might be who's no. I know. The, I know the idiots live above us, and so do the cops. <laughs> <laughs> um, but the her dad like was driving through Des Moines for business or something like that one time, and was stopping by our apartment. But it was over Christmas break, so she was just getting back from break, and I was already there. And you, I were, just, you were wearing her crop top and a pair of jeans. No, so I walked in. Uh, to our apartment and if you walked in right into the kitchen and you go right you go to the living room if you go left you go to the bedrooms and I just walked straight to my bedroom and didn't notice I was like lights on whatever I guess she's back from break and I'm sitting in my room for like probably a couple hours and then I walk out and her dad's just sitting in our living room like at our table like we had like a desk there where we did our homework and he's like oh hey I'm like hey I'm Sarah's dad and I'm like oh nice to meet you he's like yeah I heard you come in but I'm like I didn't even know you were here the entire time. Jesus, same. Yeah, so it was the guy sitting in my apartment. Fucking ninja. I'm like, I thought I heard something. It's one of those things where I thought I heard something, but, you know, whatever. It's college apartments, yeah, whatever. Yeah. You don't really care. No, yeah. Yeah, but. Yeah. People anyway. come and go. Like, All the time. They sure do. They sure do. When, when uh, I lived, so after first year of uni, so in first year of uni, the majority of people, they all live in student accommodation. Um, student accommodation. So, like, I lived in a, a building that had maybe 200 rooms. It was called Robin Smith. And everybody has their own private room with a, with a bathroom. Wow. And then what happened was, as you meet people, you know, you all move out of student accommodation, you move into a flat in Edinburgh. And we moved into the palace. How the flat was palace. it? Very flat. Um, and is this uh, a flat? This is a flat, yeah. This yeah. is a flat. This is a flat, yeah. Um, 
and uh, basically what happened was we moved we moved into this this place called uh, that we called the palace it was on the corner obviously Edinburgh has these beautiful old buildings it was mm. on the corner of Ardmill and Terrace makes sense and we were on the top floor and it was on the corner of the building and then there was a spire on the top so it looked a wee bit like a castle so you know we didn't call it the castle we called it the palace because obviously we're you know we wear women's skinny jeans on on weekends and um i wore them every day <laughs> and so um we used to have people coming in and out of there all the time and then when I, I actually went to study abroad third year and when i came back from my fourth year the lads that were still there were all still my mates and uh i used to live back at home in dunfermline which is about an hour away in the car yeah. so obviously i can't drive there after a night out i can't drive anywhere obviously and so basically i used to just rock around there and they would just in the morning i would just turn into the kitchen they'd be like oh all right cal <laughs> you know they just accept it there was no right. there was no shock they just be like all right cal, how you doing and i was like yeah hi and i'd just go in open the fridge get some milk you know the cereal and that and obviously they hated me for that part but i was just like you know what fuck it i'll just run with it you know what kind of cereal were you grabbing cereal um back in the day uh i was i was always shreddies loved a bit of shreddies i'm, I'm a big porridge guy or you guys call it oatmeal you like porridge i love porridge I what are you goldilocks and three bears shut up <laughs> God almighty. What the fuck is wrong with you today? <laughs> Nothing. What the fuck is that used condom that you <laughs> <laughs> Let's roll up in that high life bottle. Um but no man, it was it was good. And that and actually for a while mm. when I was when I was living in that flat, I worked for a company called Jeremiah Weed. Yeah. Remember that? Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. We used to drink a yeah. lot of those. Yeah, yeah. Um, it was actually pretty tasty. It was yeah, pretty it was really tasty. Sweet, sweet. I can, sweet. I can only well, believe the sugar was... content in that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, I think man. I think you're talking quite literally of upwards of 25, I 28 bet. grams. Because they were big cans too, weren't they? They were. They were. They were. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Like 25 they, ounce, 500 mils, or even bigger. Like you got a 500 mil one, which was the small bottle. Wow. And then you got the and then you got the the bigger one, which was even even more. And you're t- yeah, you're talking about hooch. it made good hooch juice. You're talking mm-hmm. about fifty. Yeah. I remember they came to the states, like because our I had a, yeah. a British friend who was like, oh, talking about it, and one night at the bar we started drinking it from there. Yeah, yeah. I mean, Jeremiah, yeah, it did basically what at, happened was at uh, Royal Mile. Oh yes, in Iowa, love it. <laughs> um, that's Royal Mile, Iowa, not Royal Mile, Edinburgh. Edinburgh, Edinburgh, Des Moines. Um, but yeah, so I was working for Jeremiah Weed. Um, I was working at a bar at the time, and a friend of mine was like, "Hey, this this company's looking for." Uh, I was working at a bar called uh, Cafe Voltaire and Cabaret Voltaire, and I would do different shifts over the over the week. And um, someone, one of the lads, basically said, "Oh, there's this company that wants to do tastings around different bars, and all you do is you take this bag full of the booze, and you go around different bars, and you say, hey, 'Hey, I'm I'm hoping to hand out some of this booze.' Blah blah blah." And um, that was my first ever time giving any tastings out. And I remember um, the first couple of bars went really, really well. And everyone was having a really good time with me because, you know, I was being a bit of an ass, And I was like, hey, let's go, blah, blah, blah. <laughs> I can't believe that. Yeah, of course. And after the first couple of bars Sorry. where the bartender has been really, really nice to me, and they were like, oh, do you want to do a shot of tequila or whatever? I was like, yeah, yeah, this is great. Get to like the fourth or fifth bar, which was like a quite a nice swanky bar. Mm at the end of princess street which is like the high street or downtown if you like the main street in downtown in edinburgh and um in a bar on the corner o'reilly's and i was giving out samples and i had this train it maybe had 15 samples on it mm-hmm. and it was getting a wee bit that rowdy time of the night and people were bashing into each other kind of hustling and bustling and this like lovely young lovely young laddie spilled into me honey no, lad. He was a laddie. 
He bumped into me. I stepped backwards and spilled all the samples on a honey. Mm. <laughs> on, a love, honey? on a lovely young lady. Um, on a murder wasp. To, to, to say the very, very least, that was the last day that I worked for Jeremiah. Wait. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. They didn't even pay me. No <laughs> shit. So I got a free night out, basically, like going around these like, places you know myself. The only that. thing as well that they, they screwed up was that they'd given me so much stock because they, they planned for me to do like oh, 15 tastings. Fantastic. Yeah. So I had, so, but basically, that because what the boys were saying was we worked out one day and the amount of booze that i had left they were like do you know what you've actually broken even here because like this is really expensive booze this is really these bottles are brand new they're very expensive and they were only going to pay you like six pounds an hour right uh, so it's yeah. like damn let's do this you know so that was my first ever experience of doing tastings nice who knew who knew that i would end up here after spilling it all over some lovely young lady in <laughs> o'reilly's Edmund. <laughs> i think my first ever tasting with a whiskey distillery so i broke a guy's 12 year streak of being sober oh, oh wow yeah pretty sure wow those are like those are the decisions you have to make as an individual like do am i beholden to this guy's life and, which is no the answer is obviously no. no but in the moment you're sitting there thinking like am i gonna turn this guy down a horrible hellhole yeah, well. But you know what? Brighter pastures. He's a grown ass man, dude. He's a grown yeah. ass man. Yeah, he was a very grown ass man. Well, that's one thing as well that I've I definitely noticed moving from the DR, like doing tastings in in Scotland, while obviously doing tastings at the end of my grad program, and then in in the DR, and then going to Cali, and now coming to Chicago. Going to Cali. People in Chicago will go out and they'll have drinks on a Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday night. Yeah. But like. Because we in, can. In California, though, like, no matter what night they're having drinks, people are getting trashed. Mm, mm-hmm. They're getting trashed, right? Yeah. And it was the same It was the same as, as it is in Chicago as it was in the Dominican. Like, people will go out on a Monday night, and they'll have three or four drinks, and then they'll be like, right, cool, great. Yeah. I'll see you guys later. See you later, yeah. Whereas, like, in Cali and, and in Scotland, You'd people don't do that. You know, it's like they'll have one... And then that, like, there's no such thing as one drink in Scotland. And, and I mean, there is, a, there is a sentiment of that here, obviously, in Chicago. Yeah. But I, I feel that, like, even on a Tuesday night in Chicago, if I'm doing a tasting at someone's office, someone will have a couple of drinks. They'll be like, oh, that was really good, man. I really appreciate you for coming in. Mm-hmm. That I learned a lot about this whiskey. Thanks. You turn it off. Whereas in California, it was like someone would have, like, a couple of drinks and they'd be like, Oh man, like yeah, like we'll go out on the porch, we'll go to the patio, blah blah blah. blah We're on blah. one tonight, baby. Like let's just walk downtown and grab a few drinks, and I'm just like, whoa, man, like yeah, like, that's heavy, yeah. And it, and the Dominican was the same as Chicago. Like in the Dominican, it's very normal to have a beer after work, mm. you know, or even a beer at lunch sometimes. Yeah, people will go to lunch, and on a Friday afternoon especially, they will have a late lunch. They'll go to lunch at two. Ah, no, eso es viernes social. Yeah, and they'll go. To, they'll go. To, yes, what he said. Yeah, viernes social. Like they'll social. go. Yeah, Friday, so, social. Friday socials. Yeah, they'll go at like two one thirty two, and then it's like, okay, we're off to the races, but. On a Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, people will go out with all their colleagues and they'll have one drink and then yeah. they'll go home. To me, you know, it's like one of those things like... Whereas I feel like, I feel like, that, I feel like that's, that's the opposite in California, but I feel like in Chicago, people like an after work thing. Yeah. People, people are big. Like, yeah, people... And obviously Chicago is a big city, so some people get carried away. But, but you know, I, I wonder because like in, in LA, I mean, we all have a stereotype of different type of you know people when when you mention a city what that what that people is like 
you know, what's L.A. made up of primarily as far as, like, uh, career-wise? Is it film? Is it industry? Yeah. Is it... I love that jacket, producer. Damn right. She's modeling yeah. us. Uh, she's modeling this denim, this lovely denim jacket for us. She's got the, what do you call that stuff? That that furry wool stuff? Sherpa. 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 And Sherpa. Linen. Yeah, it's a nice jacket. She's got the Sherpa denim going. But well, yeah, you're right. You're you right. You think what I'm saying? I'm yeah, like, yeah, you're right. Because depending on what you're, I mean, there's just, you consider LA Hollywood town. So you've got people, you got producers, you got, you know, whatever. Chicago is like blue collar. Yeah. You know, for the most part. People have a drink every day. Yeah, they, ju- they just drink. won't get too carried yeah, away. Yeah, they just won't carry it away. And then you look like I can I can speak like from in Miami, in South Florida in general. It's a, you know, it's a it's it's a service it, it's a service industry, uh, forward city where people are down there doing just that. So you kind of like when you leave, you don't want anything to do with that. You're just like I just want to fucking go home. I've been tired of serving these people all goddamn day. I don't want anything to do with it. Yeah. You know, so it's just it's it's been interesting to see that as well. Remy's back and she's just surveying her territory. She's like, "Why? Why is the table pushed back? Why is the table?" Sorry for interrupting your life, Remy. (laughs) But what you're what what you were describing, Callum, was a city we once had, but now now we don't. It's in the ether. We still do. It's still here. It's still (laughs) here. It's it's hanging on. Yeah, I know. I, I, do you guys get the, the... If anyone's listening out there and they're really, really interested in the industry in the United States, do you guys get the in, the industry update? The INU? The yeah, industry yeah. news update? Yeah. Wow. yeah. That's my morning reading, right? Yeah. When I wake up, that's the first... Because he sends it out. I think Mark sends it out. Uh, I think it's Mark Brown? Uh, uh, Mark, I, I think it's Mark Brown. He sends it out at about 2 a.m. Chicago time. Hmm. And so you wake up, you know, you get up, um, I want to say 6.30, but I'll totally lie. It's usually about quarter past eight for me. And I wake up, I wake up about eight o'clock and between eight and quarter past eight, that's my reading. Yeah. That's like onto the emails and onto the industry news update. Because so you read that while you have your porridge? Hmm. Uh, no, no, I'm, I'm in my bed. Like I read oh, that in my bed. bed. I read oh. that in my bed, just oh. like like hmm. sit up and catch up and then I'll get up and, and like eat and have some coffee or, or oh. I'm actually my tea guy, but whatever. Um, of course I am. Um, although, however, I'm apparently not British, but Pretty Sam apparently Green, not. Sam yeah, Green, we're getting back to you on that. Yeah. Um, we'll update for you. In but a few I, lo- I, I love that, and and he he actually, you know, he linked a few articles right now that we're talking about. Um, you know, the real loss of not I don't want to say loss of life, but loss of um, mm-hmm. no, you know, it's it's, it's a loss, loss of a life of a life that you once had. Yeah, yeah. loss of this these opportunities and this um obviously the because you know i think just before corona hit then we had this amazing um especially in chicago there was just this lovely craft scene you know Mm -hmm. um and we were talking about this last night with koval and few and how how amazing these companies are but all of a sudden you know we're we're now staring down the barrel of the gun and they said i think they said that um, over forty five percent of forty three percent, yeah, from discus, yeah, from yeah, from craft distilleries and craft uh, all brewers. Dist- no, all, all distilleries, all distilleries. Jesus, have and been laid all, off. Forty three percent of all distilleries in America have either been f- laid off or furloughed. So a combination of both. Hopefully, with the opportunity to have their jobs back once those individual states open back up for business, and um, those companies feel it's worth their while to go ahead, or worth the advantage of um, hiring them back, so they can actually put them back on the payroll yeah. and complete the job. But 
This is something that we were alluding to last week with Jamie in their conversation, where I guess we want to pick back up is that we don't know the long-term effects on distilling and then craft distilling in general, which we're more speaking towards because um, Wilson and I come from a craft distilling background along with Jamie as well. Um, you work for a, not a craft distillery when it comes small, to Epler, but a small scotch distillery. Scotch distillery. Yeah, absolutely. And still has that, that, uh, um, those family, family ethical values to it when it comes to working with a guy like Graham. But, we don't exactly know what their ramifications will be uh, long term for some of these distilleries. That I I've talked to a couple in Chicago and um, kind of more behind the scenes, nothing on record about still jobs are intact. People haven't been laid off, but what happened? The conversations were a couple of weeks ago. Like, what if we go into May? Now the conversation is, what if we go into July? Because currently Governor Pritzker, who is the governor of Illinois and has uh, a gorgeous mansion in the Gold Coast here in Chicago, uh, he uh, announced that um, basically with his phases that the bars and restaurants wouldn't open and obviously not will, will not be opening at capacity when the bar- doors do open back up until June 26th. Mm-hmm. Now, um, restaurants and bars have banded together, which they've been doing since day one of the quarantine and asking for some sort of resolution, some sort of plan into effect after they've been closed somewhere between 16 to 18 weeks potentially. Just from a personal standpoint, um, the owner of my barbershop was on the news last week and he couldn't even continue without breaking down talking about we can't support our families yeah, and we don't, we don't have a plan in place to fix it. There are these small business loans that are or small business proposals to help save small businesses across and independent shops across America um, by contributing billions of dollars to them if they have a certain amount of people they employ and they make a certain amount of revenue, oh, under a certain amount of revenue in a year. But w- where do you get that money back? How do you support your, your family in the meantime? Because a $1,200 check doesn't do much. Yeah, and it's frustrating because... And it's just a one-time deal. Yeah. And it's frustrating because, you know, I saw um, Cuomo, Governor Cuomo. Cuomo. Cuomo, sorry. Cuomo, Cuomo in New York, he was he was the so hot right now. I th- so hot right now. He was the first. Um, I think he was one of the first attorney generals, uh, or, or he was the attorney general at the time of the two thousand eight crisis, and he sued. He sued the government because mm-hmm. of what they'd done, or he'd sued a lot of these big companies because of what they'd basically done. They, you know, they'd take, they'd. They'd overextended themselves on so many different loans, right? And then they'd taken these government bailouts, and then the the following the following quarter, the following business period, they ended up paying out billions and billions of dollars in salaries and bonuses across uh, their employees. Yeah. So they were essentially using our money or the taxpayers' money to fund their 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 high level employees bonuses and he was saying the other day he was literally saying the other day that this is happening again right now with Mm. with, because we're seeing all this massive amount of government funding all this massive amount of federal funding that's going to all these humongous corporations um and these poor people that are you know Koval, Few, Sonoma Distilling Company, all these tiny, tiny, tiny distilleries that have literally poured their heart and soul and all of their lives into this. Mm-hmm. They're getting no help. They're getting and 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 sometimes they're even being they're even being, you know, 
I don't know what's the right word to say this, but you know they're they're being attacked almost on social media for, be, yeah. for for the things that they're doing because right. they're trying to sell hand sanitizer instead of donating it when because they're only a distillery of fifteen people rather yeah. rather than a company of twenty five thousand. And that's a sad thing. We I mean, obviously we always see displaced anger on the internet because that's, that's what the internet has turned into. But at this point, small small businesses are being attacked for opening back up and saying you're going to kill people, you're going to do this and that. Well, the, the option for a lot of these small businesses is are if we don't open our doors, we're going to become homeless. Yeah. I can't feed my kids. What am I supposed to tell them? What's more important? And it, it sounds sadistic and, and sad, but what's more What's more important? An 85-year-old person dying <laughs> or a four-year-old being homeless because their dad can't go to work? Yeah, I mean, I mean, we started this. Uh, you, you remember when we did this, we first did the first podcast after... Um, after the solid started, we were we were I think it was the Monday after we'd been locked down. When we were, or we were about to be locked down with Ian. Oh yeah, yeah. that was the yeah, that was the Monday. The restaurants closed. So we're talking two months ago now. Yeah, that was Monday the set the sixteenth. Mm-hmm. So nearly two months. Today's what the thirteenth. Yeah. Um. So we're talking nearly two months ago, and at the time we'd been told it was going to be about two weeks. Two weeks. Which we exactly. So and, and not to interrupt you too. No, please go. No, no, no. But I, I think that's this is where perspective as far as where we were then and where we are today are two different animals yeah i agree where we were then a twelve hundred dollar stimulus check <laughs> sounded fun sounded great yeah you dig you know and that's what was able to be put together. just got mine today finally <laughs> <laughs> yes. i got mine two weeks ago but you know what it is is when that was put together that was we don't know this animal that we're right. facing we really don't know anything we had things in place. We don't have place things in place. We have trusted individuals. We now have silenced these individuals. And I say we because as a government, we are part of that government. And, you know, regretfully, those experts and the physicians and the scientists have been have been silenced in a sense. Now this is more than just a $1,200 problem. Mm-hmm. Oh, is, man. As was- you mentioned, Jake, this is a livelihood now. It was um, it was more than a twelve hundred dollar problem at well, the first week of April. Absolutely correct. I, mean, yeah. I agree. But because of the situation and the and the need, hey, if we can just if we can put Ride together a two trillion dollar stimulus package just to get people over the hump, but then the money was maybe not the hump, but maybe the first yeah. step. Then let's do that, and then when we if it gets worse, we'll cro- we'll cross that bridge again. We are a city of bridges, as you can say, over the Chicago River. So there's going to be a couple two-tree stimulus packages that either need to be put in place or need to be discussed really seriously mm-hmm. and put in, you know, and so that they can help us. Or when they put these small business loan programs into effect, they have to do better. Take the time to make it as stringent as possible for it to really help Main Street in USA instead of Wall Street USA because we're this is the whole 2008 scenario that we lived then. If you weren't here, Callum, that was just ridiculous. We bailed every single bank. Some banks merged, some all that. Uh, people lost their homes. People are still fighting for their homes, and we're still doing that today. Yeah, yeah, we're doing that again today. There's some different circumstances because now yeah. we see an invisible, you know, something that's uncontrollable at the sense because it's going to take its toll, but. The parameters that were set for these small businesses, I was looking at some. I was actually talking to a couple um, business owners in my uh, Black Sheep, owners yeah. of Black Sheep. I was talking to them. They're like, we applied immediately. In fact, they had their attorney go mm. through the whole process. He goes, I couldn't tell you. By the time I was done, I hit enter. It was rejected. 
Really? Rejected it in a sense. Back in March? It wouldn't go through. It just wouldn't oh, because there's so, so many. Inundated they were so yeah. inundated, as are the people who are on employment. As are, I mean, I know we have friends and or, you know, acquaintances that are suffering because they haven't either got a stimulus check yeah. or they haven't gotten any unemployment. I can tell you that Lindsay just got, finally just got, you know, she went mm-hmm. to ju- uh, judiciary, you know, uh, over the phone that took literally four and a half minutes. And they'll make a decision within the next 30 days <laughs> to whether she, you know, she, you know. So yeah. what is individuals supposed to do? I was just talking to a partner today who's only had $1,600 come to him and he's been laid off for two months now. $1,600. So another $400 more than the stimulus check. Yeah. So, I mean, these things were put together and I applaud the government considering the state of what that entirety is going mm-hmm. through right now, mm-hmm. you know, and the, and the divisiveness within it. But at least there's a little something that came through. Regretfully, it didn't work to the point of, or to the effect that they wanted to. Yeah. Now they got to go back to the drawing board. But now hopefully they'll take it more serious and really look at the long term effect. This was a scratch, you know, a little boo boo yeah. on my knee. You know, put the bandaid on the fucking red shit on my knee and make <laughs> a blow on it so it doesn't sting. But tomorrow's another fucking day. I might, I might go back. I might go day. back and listen to the podcast that we did. Yeah, my um, and just to listen know, so to what, hear how we felt about it because what, you know what were your feelings? So I'll just take you back to where I was at the time. Uh, it was the Tuesday or Wednesday, so like March tenth, eleventh, when the NBA closed down, mm-hmm. when the games were actually happening. Yeah, uh, the, the Mavericks are playing, and then Mark Cuban gets the message on his phone saying we're canceling or postponing ahead. the rest of the season. No, postponing the rest. Postponing. Gobert wasn't for sure yet at that point, and I was sitting on our couch. I'm like, I'm flying to Denver in a day and a half. You still traveled ostensibly that week. I tra- traveled to Denver. Um, yeah, Saturday you had a... But when I, when that all happened, I thought this was mostly, not a PR stunt, PR, PR move to, hey, we're just going to like postpone this for like a week to 10 days to two weeks at max. And there was nothing initially in place um, from the government standpoint of like, we're going to do quarantine in place, we're going to do shelter in place. There was nothing like that happening. I think San Francisco had the rumors coming out of there and that was about it. And I had just been to San Francisco literally four days before that. Um, and you're like, oh, this is going to pass. Like, it's not really going to pass because I'm still traveling to Denver in two days and I'm going to do an event with three to 500 people. That event still took place. I still traveled there. Um, the governor of uh, Denver said that their crowds of 250 could not, uh, of 250 or less could congregate, but anything more than that, you could not. That was the day of. So they, they canceled out the, or they um, scaled back the event to 250. I think 225 showed up when I talked to the people that ran the event at the end of the day. Um, then I flew home the next morning, and this is on the Saturday before St. Patty's. 14th. Yeah, the 14th. And there was probably 20 people on my flight and people were traveling to Chicago because flights are cheap. So like mm. I was sitting in first class and everybody else in front. <laughs> well, just I, drop that in there. No, no, no. I, <laughs> I, 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 have a point, I, I have a point why I'm saying it. I just get upgraded because I fly a lot. Not because I pay for it. I'm not even important. That, but people, uh, most of the people in first, most of the time first class is business people that fly a lot. People that were more than half people in the first class were all traveling to Chicago because they found cheap flights for like a hundred bucks and said, yeah. let's go have a fucking weekend in Chicago. Yeah. Of course. Not knowing that everything was closed down other than Wrigleyville, essentially. <laughs> yeah, well, I, w- I was in River North yeah, on you that were. Saturday. Yeah. Um, but it wasn't. It didn't hit me until I was driving through the streets of Chicago, and I was supposed yeah. to meet up with you, and the, everything just seemed dead. 
and I passed the four shadows over on Ashland and, and diversity and it was busy, but not St. Patty's day busy. And I'm like, I don't know if we should go out. And I got like home. busy for a Saturday. Yeah. Well, busy for St. Patty's day. But no, no, busy no, for Saturday, no, 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 but no, 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 super no. quiet for, yeah, yeah for St. Yeah, Patty's. Exactly. People weren't busting out the door. Yeah. You could just see people inside. And as we got further and further down diversity, I just kind of kept seeing how more things were closed and nobody's out walking on the streets. Right. And it kind of started to hit me then. But I also didn't think we'd be more than two weeks, a month at most well, that was in the quarantine in place. That was communicated to us. you know. So, of course, we're going to act accordingly. Yeah. But then at the same time, we become a little cavalier. Yeah, I was totally cavalier. Yeah. Because you know, you're like, all right, I'm fucking fine. I'm healthy, whatever. This yeah. is going to happen. You know, we we did, we did, all did what we did. We all still went out. We all went and visited each other. We still drank. We still went We still went to work. We went and went through the whole process. We all went through the motions, so on and so forth. You know, but even now, and I guess, you know, I guess the question is, are we those who are really having a hard time dealing with this is it, and this is why I wish I had the proper words in my head, but is it something, is it, are we, is it. Are we feeling guilt? Not guilt, but are we letting, it's, um, we all become accustomed to a way of life. Mm, we adjust too easily? Yeah. Well, not adjusting too easily, but we become, a, a, you know, we, we love our way of life. We've. We mm, worked mm, to mm. get to a point of take it, take life for granted. Yeah, we took life for granted, and now to the point is hundred percent. Fuck. Yeah, we. I mean, we took life was too. Do easy. I really have to go out three, four times a week to eat like <laughs> right. I did before? When life I was too easy. Yeah. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? Is we're a victim of our own circumstance? I is was that just, the proper. I, yeah, absolutely. Okay. You're hundred percent right there. That's right. A, a so, accurate. But and I was thinking about this morning too. I woke up and was laying in my bed, about to go for a run, and for me, a part of like a little bit of depression that I have through this is that I can't go run on the lakefront trail because yeah, that was my morning. My daily grace was w running through essentially like a small little wooded forest of Chicago on a lake path, running towards downtown along Lake Michigan. It's um, one of the most like beautiful scenes I've ever seen in my entire life. And I've been fortunate enough to travel across many parts of the world but running on Lake Michigan at sunrise is just always a beautiful moment. And having that taken away from me was, uh, it hurt and it sucks. And it's been, it's been in the back of my mind every single day. Like I, when I wake up, I'm like, I can't go run on the lakefront trail. I can go run the streets of Chicago, but it's not, it's not the same thing. It just, it, it, it brings me down yeah. each and every day. And that was one thing I took for granted because every day I ran down my block right onto the running trail and right to the lake and ran down five, six miles and back home. And all of a sudden that was gone. Never thought, why would it be gone? It was never, it was never. Unless it was the dead of winter. Right. Well, still, still did. Still did. But, but, but that, that's the same as me, you know, like just even coming up through the, the kind of the, the grass on the lake and stuff today. Um, do you want the producer? The producer might want a high life, yeah. but she's also wearing her dirty spinning clothes on the couch. Right. And she doing? wasn't spinning. She, she was doing she squats. Was she was doing so as you're producing our podcast, you're doing weights. She's doing Britney Spears. Ladies and gentlemen, Britney Hockey is the most multi-faceted <laughs> person that we know. Oh my what? god! <laughs> Did she just do that? Get the fuck out of here, dude! She just <laughs> wow! It. She just did the divorce papers. Now. She <laughs> just she gave you the Heisman, bro. What? Yeah, we, uh, anyway, I can't really say much to that. Um, 
the that's that that's that's why you need that's why you need a strong independent woman in your life Jamie. Okay. i have two of them yeah i know remy as well remy <laughs> remy and britney uh and and britney you're officially forgiven after she dragged us um on instagram for, for yeah for talking about the nah. fact that after she nah. dragged our good names through the dirt social media um but no you know for me coming up through the 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 grassy knolls, as I called it earlier, <laughs> um, beside the lake today, and just seeing that the weather was lovely, was and the sun was hitting the lake, and you know there was a couple of there was a few people out like running and walking, and a lot of people had masks on and things like that. A few lassies. There was a few lassies out there. But I turned lassies. to Jake and I was just like, man, I'm so bummed yeah. out that like you know, I, and I took that for granted. I took for granted that I was going to get Chicago in the summer. Mm. Well, I don't think it's taking that for granted. I think it's it's. It's like I, I was telling Jake the things that you're used to. You presume, yeah, you presume, the the you presume she's, yeah, it'll be there because that's the way you've. you've I'll do it later. It, it'll be there for it, and you and you go about your day about it, yeah. you know. And then Brittany even said today, she's like, you know what I start doing? I start actually getting ready for work. Yeah, you know, like I start laying. Like she, you know, I'm sorry if I'm making you know, no, putting it, but she, it was really nice talking to her and deleting, and she was uh, saying. I just said enough of this. I'm right. gonna start laying out my clothes like I normally do. Yeah. Did you know before the night before? Got up, showered, got dressed, got myself ready, and went to work. Now, I mean, are you gonna get dressed? Probably, you know, as you do when you go to work in these circumstances. No, no but you're, you're at gonna, least gonna get dressed. Dress for work. You know, you're not you're, gonna put your heels on. Yeah, you're not gonna. Do, or you your know, skinny jeans, uh, Jake. Yeah, you know, you're not gonna get all dolled up and everything, but you're gonna get dressed. Are you gonna go act as if? I wish you get dolled up. I think it. I think I think one of the things that I've that I've learned about myself during this whole thing is is um, and I want to get to Jake's um, evening last night because I'm really curious about that. Hmm. What uh, I do? Because he never called me. He never texted me. Obviously, oh. but because he says I I knew you would be in bed, which is it true. Was late. <laughs> it was late. <laughs> it was late. He knew. Was like but I was telling him like you need anything. You call me. You text me. You do anything. I I I am a light sleeper. Anyway, aside from that, one of the things that I've learned is that I've been here and I've done that. What do you mean? What do you mean? I've done this before. When? I mean, we're all sharing the same experience. We're all under this whole quarantine. We're yeah. all under a stay-at-home you know, thing. But when you have gone through life, and I hate using my personal life, but this is... I, I do this it. This con- context. Do it. It it's gains like followers. When you don't have shit, you mm-hmm, know in mm-hmm, life... Mm-hmm. You appreciate the small things. You appreciate the small things. Yeah. So, yeah. I have a home. I have a bed now. Yes. I have a space to go to. It, that space is called home, in other words. Right. Jake. And mind you, what I went through, you know, what I've gone through in life and everything, I keep my home very simple, very easy, because you never know when you got to move again. That was just yeah. how mm-hmm. my life evolved. So it's like, I've been here, done that. And what I was sharing, yeah. So, and I was sharing with. with, with Babujo Negro. <laughs> that is just Boca like, Negra. Yeah, the black. It's man. easy. This is, you know, we got to stay home. Okay, we'll stay home. Hey, I got to work, but you know, go home. You go out. You you work. You wear your mask. You do what you got to do for our jobs. Yeah, yeah, everything, yeah. Thing you know, and we go. We come. Which we've adjusted in much of our lives. And yeah, and we've had to adjust our lives that way. But that in itself has been a blessing, mm. in a sense, because you know, Jake can speak to this, and even Brittany, oh. in a sense, where like, ah, I didn't know that that stopping point. Hey, it's okay. You did. A thousand hours this week. Yeah, it's a good okay. point. It's a good point. You know, so now we're doing thirty-two, maybe 
and you hit 40, but you know, you're doing more what you're getting paid to do within a yeah. time. And it seems easier to turn it off at five o'clock. And it seems a lot, and it is a lot easier. It, I still get the emails, I still get the Slack yeah. messages and text messages. Yeah, po- it is a lot I, I'll easier get it like nine, ten o'clock yeah. at night because you know, I have markets all across the country. Exactly. But after 5 30, I don't respond. You're like, done. Yeah. Yeah. You have to. You have to set limits. You have to set limits. And that, I, I mean, mean uh, yeah, there, I think for me, I'd, I'd never say that I'd, uh, there were, you know, I never want to say that I'm not thankful and blah, blah, blah. Yeah. Um, because I am. And, and obviously, we were talking about this earlier as well that, you know, if if, if there are layoffs done in Perno and, and they do lay me off, then, you know, I'm only going to be here. I'll get 60 days to leave the country. So. Mm. But things like the visa and the opportunities that Aberlour especially have given me are, are amazing. Right. Um, a little too gracious in my opinion. <laughs> <laughs> um, but like, I remember, you know, I do, I do remember as well before, like before this was going on. Because the true know, story was that he said, if I lose my job, I will t- just start working for Star Wars. <laughs> that was heard. not what That's I said. what I heard. I heard that. In fact, he's got every piece of gear possible just in case. Yeah, he does. <laughs> <laughs> He's going to roll me out. <laughs> um, but no, I, you know, there was, there's definitely, you know, you go through those weeks where you get to the end of the week and you're thinking like, wow, like, did I have any slow days this week? Yeah. And oh, it's yeah. like nine, ten o'clock, you're doing your emails and stuff. And then you're out in bars from 11 till like six, seven, then you're at a taste then, <laughs> then you go out to a couple of bars after. And it's like, Jesus Christ, like we did yeah. that four or five times. We had big events. Then you have a whiskey festival on the weekend. Yeah. Which is a five-hour job. Well, if it's a three-hour festival, it's probably I mean, a six-hour it's a job. Six-hour right, day. Right. Yeah. Six hour Traveling, hour, depending on where it is. Uh, yeah. Plus to travel, yeah, probably talking about and yeah, you know, so yeah, you know, it's nice. It's and then nice. Sun- Sunday, hopefully you have off. And then Sunday, you hopefully, hopefully you have off. Not so much for your case, though, Jacob. Oh, uh, for me, I do. Travel yeah, Sunday. yes, no, but like uh, uh, only an OND, I'd say like we, Sundays are possible. Um, but rest of the year they're they're off and you know Brett sometimes you get these little you get these little itty bitty tastings that are actually quite nice you know they're fun but um, yeah, yeah but yeah you know there's uh, there is a point to be made there that and you know I, th- I think a lot of people keep saying these things about we keep talking about how the country's going to be once this is all over and there's part of me that says that there's a lot to learn from this you know like whether it's doing shorter hours and um, you know, appreciating the small things more and um, whatever it might be. Um, but there's also the other part of me that thinks... She has a used condom in her hand. What? Is it a cheese string? Actually, an unused condom. A cheese string? An, un- an unused condom. Um, Did you get a high life? Why? She just doesn't want a high life. She just worked What's out. What's she drinking? What's that? Uh, Smith's Low Gin and Tonic. Ooh. Get out of here. No one, no one cares about that shit. Okay. Damn. I actually saw that... Um, Gin is one of the brands that's doing very, very well. Oh yeah. Well, right now it's it's vodka, gin, beer, then whiskey. Well, Makes yeah, sense. But, uh, Irish whiskey apparently is doing very, very well. Very well, yeah. Irish, Irish whiskey's yeah. growing like yeah. Yeah, yeah. we talked about last night. Beer, I think I saw beer fifteen plus fifteen percent in the off trade, which yeah. is great for beer. It's great. Um, considering the amount, like the sheer quantity of liquid that's being sold there. Yeah. Um, Just before I do love Sipsmith, so. Sipsmith is a great brand. It's my favorite gin. It's my go-to gin. It's a very. Um, it's worth the forty dollars. I agree. I agree. And uh, yeah, I did hear that. I did hear a lot of good things about gin. You know, currently in the off trade, um, the ones that I hear that are really, really struggling is uh, Mezcal. Oh, I believe Mezcal is apparently. It was an up and coming brand or up and coming spirit. It, well, I mean, here, yeah, for sure. Suffering. Yeah, here in the states. Yeah, here, absolutely. And, and internationally, outside of uh, Mexico. 
And I suppose as well, this good month's point. going this month's going to be a wee bit a skewed. Very good point. This actually. this this month's going to be a wee bit skewed because yeah. of Cinco de Mayo. Yes, absolutely. Like tequila's going to be skyrocketed. Tequila and will pop up. Skyrocketing yeah. flight. Boom. Boom. Afternoon delight. Boom. Afternoon delight. Anyway. <laughs> um, we didn't practice that. Proud of you guys. I'm proud of you guys. I'm proud of you guys. You can probably sounded, tell. That sounded really good. We should probably end there. <laughs> <laughs> Cut it off. Um, but yeah, tequila's gonna tequila's definitely gonna be up there um, for this month compared to months, you know. And like, tacos. Oh, definitely tacos. You know, but it, as far as spirits are concerned, I think um, I think we will be hearing or started to hear with Sam Green being on the on the show last week. In my absence, thank God. Um, that uh, people are actually popping open bottles they've been saving. Yeah, that's a good point. Because they're like, fuck, you know. I mean, you were having some Weller the other night. I yeah, I you know what? I came across a bottle of Weller. Uh, and I knew the special reserve, um, but still, I've never seen a live bottle in my life. Like on the shelf. On the shelf. Yeah. I mean, I know what it looks like. I know what it is. I know where it comes from, but well, I've never had a bottle of it. Secondary well, market's ridiculous. Well, no, well <laughs> I, you probably saw it two years ago. Maybe. You, but you didn't I, care about it. Well, actually, I know I saw it one time, and I saw it. Uh, shout out to Mikey over at... Um, at Kenwood Liquors in Homer Glen. Oh, yeah, they have there. Yeah. I, I, I saw it I was there. actually doing a tasting. It was right next to yeah. me. I saw it then, and I'm like, shit, I it was like, it was it like thirty two ninety nine? Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was yeah. ridiculously yep. priced. You know, so I'm like, what the shit? Anyway, so I went out to the Binnies in, Lo- in Lincoln, in Lincolnwood. Shout out to Binnies in Lincolnwood. I love all those guys out there. Yeah, that's a good place. Um, and I went to go grab um, a bottle of JW Dent, my go-to uh, for cocktails and so on and so forth. And when I'm just making more than one cocktail anyways and i look back and on the hand pick section that benny's has there there was a row of six bottles of weller special reserve i'm like i didn't even question it i just grabbed the bottle <laughs> brought it what was the price it was uh <coughs> i want to say it was forty dollars yeah it's not terrible yeah. right now yeah, yeah. <coughs> excuse me pardon so me. i paid for it at bitter pops yeah i don't i don't think i I mean, I, think. I didn't think, considering what it was, you know, within my mind. I like might have found hours. a bottle of antique today. Yeah. <laughs> it's just one of those some things. Of it. You know, I just, I think I liked hearing, like, I, you know, I'm itching to hear who's really been tapping into those collectibles. Yeah, that's a good point. You know, because you can't, I mean, I was just sharing with Brittany today. I went to the Clark Street Binnies to mm-hmm. check in on the Bourbon Women pick. And 3000 Clark Street. Yeah, 3000 Clark Street. Um and Russ, there was Russ? Hard, there was the beam has been picked over the jack's been picked over the uh star wars the, has. the star wars there's about four or five bottles left on the shelf you know i didn't walk down a scotch so i don't know how our we, hour we, is going we, but we've been we've been doing really really well but the, domestic, good, yeah. but the big the good old boys are doing fine Ooh, so yeah. to to back to the point to what Callum made in regards to where the market's at, you know, and so on and so forth. This, you know, us craft distilleries that are represented on right. these mics right now, where we're at, I'm like, hey, let me tell you something. I think it depends on how old you are. If you are just into this industry, You're done. I am so hurting for you right now. Well, last and night. And I am fighting for you because we, here in Illinois, we have a mm, petition going yeah. to help those local craft distilleries here in the state of Illinois 
shout out to my boys down in Kansas City where we're you know hopefully there's something that I can do from here and I'm looking into that as well yeah, yeah. Um, but at the same time I, I think it depends on how long you've been in the industry I'm not saying that just because you've been here longer than the most you're gonna be fine but what that allows you to it's kind branded. of boast it's branded. it's branded you have a following you yeah. have your immediate con- con- community but only that community, immediate community, can only do so much for you. Yeah, and that was a conversation we had last yeah. night with the Bourbon Lens guys. Actually, they were bringing up how, you know, Brown Foreman and uh, Weller, Marriages, yeah. yeah, and Stitzel Weller were kind of coming through. They they were the brands that bonded together, and yeah. now it's the brands we know today. Correct, which is a really good point. We went a little more in depth into it about you know pre World War II, pre Prohibition, and up until where we are now. Yeah, the conversation based around will these craft distillers have to start merging together? And we touched on that ourselves. Yeah. yeah. Kind of, yeah. you know, off, off the cuff. Yeah. Just what was it? What was it when you and I were talking about it very extensively? Which podcast was that? That was. Because we went. Was it with Joe? Yeah. Well, it was Joe. Mean, was Joe yeah, Henry. It was yeah. Joe I mean, Henry. Get, yes. To give you guys an idea. As a collective. A collective. Yeah. yeah. But I was. This is more like, are we going to have like, just, just for example, in Chicago, yeah. because it's easy for us here. Would it be like a few Koval, a few hash Koval mm-hmm. as the name, and then Kofi. Chicago dis- <laughs> <laughs> Chicago distilling um, leather? No, fuck leather. <laughs> Chicago silly uh, metropolitan, yeah. Um, yeah. not metropolitan. Shout out to metropolitan. I love your culture. Yeah. Um, um, but even even Maplewood, even, even Wood, not yeah. even not in Chicago, you know, even not in Chicago, Maybe just region. Midwest. Yeah, Midwest. You know, in the Midwest. Yeah. And like um, Opadon could be in there, you know, easily. But, but yeah. companies, Jeff companies out there's like great products. Great stuff. Great stuff. If you really if you ever well. see Opadon on the shelf, please go buy it. Yeah. If you ever in Wheeling, stop by Opadon and see Jeff. He's he's re- well, he's really done that on his own. Oh, sorry, 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 sorry. So even massive companies that you you'd think would be doing totally like would be doing very very well currently in this crisis, DoorDash, right? Yeah. Um, Uber Eats, okay. They're talking about merging, right? You know. Well, I think there's. Is it DoorDash? Well, that's because oh, the, no, rest, it's the other one, Grubhub, Grubhub, Grubhub yeah. Yeah. yeah, Uber Eats, I, I, and DoorDash and Postmates. Both of these companies are are looking at. Looking at ways to, to take advantage of it, and and it's like these are the biggest the biggest end companies, and they're struggling. Yeah. You know, they're, they're struggling too. I mean, because Uber just is it Uber Eats or just Uber in general? Uber, Uber in general, just they just um, went IPO. The IPOs, yeah. Well, not no, only, no, they just laid off like what thirty five hundred yeah, people. Yeah. But yet the CEO went out and bought a forty three million dollar estate oh, over in that. Cali. It kind of reminds me of our. Current governor right now, who is worth oh. three three point four billion dollars. That and money is old Pritzker money, and that's been built and handed down to. The oh, I children. agree. I know. Now, no, he's taking advantage of it in a sense as. And good for him. One I'm, would. I don't. I don't you blame know, him. You I invest. Hey, you know what? Yeah. Capitalism, democracy is what this country is built on. Correct. I don't care. All right. But so as long as we don't lose sight of that. But, but when he is making false comments about major league baseball players who are millionaires. Um, holding out on contracts because they don't want to start the season right now without having contracts, which actually isn't true because only a certain amount of players have been informed of these yeah. overall very, discussion, yeah, overall discussions small. between um, uh, owners and players. Also, you're coming back on a very unique process of starting the season, maybe around 80 games, let's call it that. Okay. And him calling out players for holding out for people that should be able to have their entertainment and have their refocus on society when I said last night in a post – are billionaires are blaming millionaires for holding out while thousandaires are being left at home without being able to work. Hundred years. Yeah, and those hundred years <laughs> too. Yeah, I, that's when the, when that's when the last one I when, when that <laughs> when that billionaire could be the one to say, 
let's open back up in a gradual process where we can start making money together collectively as a community. Collectively. Um, because places aren't going to exist. No. Um, no. Our favorite places that... That's sad. We, we, sad we, well, we, we talked about it at the beginning. That This one's already shut down. 40 yeah. years or something. It's been yeah. Open. With this, Jerry's. This yeah. So Jerry's... 60. Yeah, uh, 60, 66, 68 60, years, something yeah, like that. 60-something years. Yeah, um, so there's a place called Jerry's Diner over on Montrose um, <clears throat> in Damon. What, or uh, Montrose West, and Western. Western. Um, and uh, we, Wilson and I used to work over there right in the area over at Cobal, and that'd be kind of our... Our Friday, our Friday, yeah, definitely go at least once, almost once a week. We probably yeah, go there for lunch. for lunch, and yeah. it was a place you'll get a six dollar burger basket, a cup of coffee for a buck twenty five. You know, like just like just awesome old a school great diner, greasy where spoon, man. greasy spoon for sure. And we come in there, and I don't know, they never knew us by name, but they they recognized us. It's like guys that came in there at least once a week. But the yeah. regulars were always in there. Guys that came in there read the paper all day <laughs> and drank coffee all day. Read their book, you know, and the crazy lady at the with the bag. She was always in there, always and the you didn't go for the food. You went for like the soul of Chicago. Like to be completely honest, yeah, it reminds me of um, it's very twisted spoke esque, you know. Yeah, in a way, but this is like this is totally like. I mean, it's way older. Jerry's is way older. Way older, and like the staff there, it's it's one guy on the cook, one guy on the grill in the back, and one waiter, and she's yelling out at you. Like Wilson was late one day for lunch, about thirty minutes, and I was sitting there, and she's like, "Where's your buddy?" And I'm like, "I, I, he's running late." I'm like, "I'll have a cup of coffee in the meantime," and comes over, fills my cup about two or three times. Like, is he actually coming? I'm like, "Did you get stood up?" I'm like, just, <laughs> you know, and just like pandering and having like a nice little joking Bonsai, process. Bonsai, yeah, Bonsai, absolutely. Yeah. And it was, it was such a, such a place you don't really see in big cities anymore. And this is on the very north side of Chicago as well, um, where you had those more of those homely community environments based in the neighborhoods that make up this city, but. It's sad to see it close. It's closed forever now. And, you know, jokingly, Marty Duffy reaches out to me and says, when are you going to open a restaurant in there? And I, I don't know how I even knew I even went there. <laughs> like, you know, like... I'm Koval, man. Yeah, I guess. Maybe something like that. But it wasn't that close to Koval where you'd assume that we always ate there. It was close enough to, you know, drive there in five minutes. But it, you're like, yeah, when it is our duty to take, you know, as a younger generation to prop up these places that closed... And support and support the community just so you have those local neighborhood joints where we can go out and you know it is the soul of our communities today i posted on instagram pretty early about today's world cocktail day as we're recording and the cocktail community the cocktail nature of what the culture has developed across the entire world is something that really progresses inside of neighborhoods and develops a culture inside of cities it's you have your cocktail bars now where my wife is just laughing in the background. Must be at me. Um, producer, quiet down. Uh, but anyway, you have um, these bars that develop cities, develop safe neighborhoods, and bring a lot of life to them. And we have our extension of our living rooms we talked about before in Chicago is our bars and our cocktail bars the now. bars especially, right? Absolutely, yeah. yeah. And today, those people that make the delicious cocktails that we enjoy and has evolved so much over the last 100 years – they can't be out there doing it for us because they're completely shut down. And not only are they shut down, they can't even make them to go. No. Not yet. Not yet. 
legislation hopefully will pass and it better be because it might be the one saving grace to make sure the bars are yeah. open that's another thing you know that i've been thinking a lot about is um laws you know the, the the taxation on alcohol especially yeah is just so so high and when it's high depending on where you live i mean right. here we play what it's, it's all the standard tax for 10.25 okay yeah but then you go into evanston which is the next neighborhood right outside our it's city new york Me- metro new york's huge it's 15 percent just alcohol sales tax. is it 15 so it's 15 percent in evanston i mean oh so, in evanston yeah, <clears throat> yeah just in evanston so and then you go into like like i said the neighboring neighborhoods Suburb suburbs, as we would consider them, obviously, you know, outside of city city limits, they really do take advantage of the fact that they have that. Oh yeah, you know, because when it comes to food and beverage, I mean, they have a whole different set of laws. You know, like in Park Ridge, if you want to open up a bar, you can't open up a bar. You have it has to be an eatery or a restaurant mm-hmm, mm-hmm. that happens to, you know. Well, that's what we were speaking to. Um, one of our favorite bar, I won't mention them because we didn't ask them to be told on this podcast but um one of our favorite bars they have a tavern license mm. and they're unsure if they'll be able to open up on june 27th if bars because, are it, re- because it might just be a, a food like a restaurant just license. A restaurant old school laws like if you're tavern alcohol license. yeah are you gonna be able to actually put food on the table oh, fuck. Yeah. so it's a whole new uh rules of circum or a whole new set of circumstances that we have that might be coming into place like all right bars and restaurants can open up but only if you have these certain licenses to do so. I mean, we don't we don't we don't know the ramifications that we're going to have on these places as we're sitting here on May thirteenth, and hopefully, hopefully, you know, in forty five days they open back up on some sort of level. What about what about the you know what? Speaking of, and I, I'm not trying to right uh, detract. Take, yeah, detract. Detract all you want, baby. What about food trucks? Well, I haven't heard this. This is something that I was thinking about the other day. Um, we start a food truck? Because, I mean, mm-hmm. we have friends who own great places that always bring in. Rogers Park Social always brings in food pubs. Our, boy, our, our friends over but at Guy bring in food trucks the, and so on and so forth. Bigel Restaurant Recording Studios and also known as Bigel. Like, what? I mean, I know there's loads of legislation already that's in, in place for this, like, to stop this from happening. But what's the stop? Apart from the legislation, what's to stop our favorite cocktail bars and or restaurants and or just going on wheels, hmm. you know? Like, uh, like well, no, like what Austin has done. I mean, Austin's essentially done that. Man, I, I, I mean, I, like, what, what are you laughing about? Because we, we talked about that at Koval. We did. I was actually going to buy a van. Yeah. Man, so... <laughs> No, we were talking because the taxes outside of the city are so different based on Cook County that we were going to. And the prices would change. Well, we're going to register the van in fucking Park Ridge. (laughs) Then a few months later, actually driving a van for a different company. Jesus. Um, But we were thinking, like, so you couldn't, you can't do uh, tastings outside of liquor stores or, uh, um, you know, in public. So in, in Chicago. But our thought was, what if you buy a van, go park it in your Whole Foods and your Binnies in the suburbs, yeah. and do a tasting in the parking lot? Yeah, so because you're 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 covered there based on because Mike Miller every summer yeah. takes takes it upon himself and Delilah's to put up uh his a pop up uh, kind of thing. No, it's uh what's his what do you call Taste it? Taste of Lincoln. Yeah, but what do you call when he um his 
liquor license. Yeah, liquor license to put to uh, put on the taste of Lincoln Avenue, and have but actual he, whiskey but tasting. He absorbs everything. Everything. He absorbs the liability. Yeah. God forbid. You know. Right. I mean. So. I mean, he's yeah, risking he's a huge business. amount yeah, of money there. Yeah. yeah. To have a whiskey test. To have a whiskey test tasting over at. Because if you if you know, people who don't understand. So as Callum was alluding to earlier, Chicago is the fucking best city in the world when it comes to summers. Like it's, I can't describe it if you've ever been here. It's ridiculous. Like we have, we, <laughs> just we don't a festival every yeah. week. Apparently. Yeah. We have festivals in the streets, every, multiple festivals in the streets every weekend. every weekend in your neighborhoods where it's like built upon your little communities to have beer tents and the best restaurants in the cities come out bands playing at these huge stages and little local shops selling their selling their products and artists for selling their photographs and selling their paintings and you walk around with a beer in hand and enjoy music enjoy your neighbors enjoy food. people who are lift yeah eat good food all day and you can walk you know go home come back for two days and with that you can't have whiskey because it's a different license when it comes to liquor liquor versus um, beer and wine unless you're a mm-hmm. uh, Sponsor. Unless you're a sponsor, so Mike Miller puts up his his license of Delilah's on the taste. Jesus, of, yeah, it could, that it, is so much life. It's only been <laughs> that three years. He's been doing it. He's been doing it for since we were at Koval, and yeah, three years. Three years, yeah. Ah, that's four, a years, lot. four years. That's a big Sorry, risk. Four years. Yeah. Exactly, and it, it is yeah. a big risk. Shout play him, yeah. yeah, yeah. 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 It's cool, and he always tries to make a little like a uh, local craft brewing, spe- always, craft, yeah. craft distiller experience. It's always local. There's yeah. no big boys involved. He wouldn't even let me in. <laughs> Mm-hmm. I know. I felt mm-hmm. left out. Yeah. Um, you know what? So that that was kind of my thought the other day. You know, when I was in when I was living in the DR, though, I had a little business idea that was just about like something really really simple. You know, like buying a motorbike and then buying like one of these, um, basically like a, a cart on the back, yeah. mm-hmm. filling it with like a basically turn it converting the cart on the back to a freezer, okay, and putting two or three different um like kind of slushy machines in the back. Yeah, nutcrackers. Right? I love like it. Literally, that were pre-made cocktails. Yeah, man. And then putting maybe four or five bottles in there, ice and cups. Yes. And just driving to the beaches. Yeah. Right? Hmm. Like, I mean, I don't I know the legality. It. I don't know the legality it's, of, of It's illegal. But I mean, I know it's, I know, yeah. I know, but like, but there's what, way, there, there's what is, what is, what yeah. is this in the way of that? Because, you know, for example, if like Untitled Supper Club, St- like started to like they if they just if they rocked up to a beach somewhere hmm. and cordoned off an area where you had to have like you had to be 21 to get in and they well it's it's basically already happened oh, okay. uh yeah with the shore club, the shore club. is that what yeah. it's called yeah the um they've there's basically a slab of cement a slab of concrete <laughs> that's elevated two feet above the bike path right off of um, the Ave. beach North Ave Beach see this is all the stuff I'm missing out on man. this is, sucks and they have uh, you know, it's basically a giant tent that covers this giant slab of concrete and they have a back bar with your basics and okay, some taps and taps and some nice tables and mm-hmm. they're open three and a half four months out of the year as people are on the beach and do festivals every friday night and they make a shed load of money i'd assume so i would assume so and it's also a shit show i saw multiple people throw up right in front of our yeah, yeah. tables <laughs> we jumped at it because we love the fact fuck we're by the beach yeah, <laughs> yeah. well it's it's funny friday nights from six to nine you know yeah. we're not we're in our, you know, we're not young gentlemen anymore. No. So it's like, what, what do we got to lose? We'll just work from six to nine. Yeah. We show up and we pour product until our product is out yeah. and it's free. 
Yeah. So what? They just do it. They 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 open it up for other babies. Like they open yeah, it up so they do like a whiskey fest, a beer fest, a wine fest. Oh wow, that's yeah. sangria. But we tell them, you know, like um, we age in red wine barrels. Like I can come by and pour some whiskey and make a sangria. They're like yeah. perfect. Sangria. Do we were done within the first hour and a half yeah. that night, and we were just like made right. five hundred ounces of sangria. Just man, gone. if I if I ever do a cocktail, like if I ever do like a relatively sweet cocktail with Aberlour and put it in like a big jug, yeah, sober. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Oh yeah, like you'll go through you'll go through faster than it any takes. Other spirit. It takes ten people to taste it, and the word gets around. Yeah, they're like, word "Oh man, I was at the I was at the expensive whiskey spot." Yeah, and then everyone's like, "All right, where are we going?" Seriously, who would have thought? Who would have thought? No, the question. Australian booze, yeah, a, a scotch, Australian a whiskey, whiskey yeah. in or a sangria. Or can't say whiskey. Fuck, yeah, yeah. yeah. The one I'll never forget was we went to the Godfrey, and the night before. <laughs> We've done those too. Uh, yeah, I think you were there. Yeah, you were both there. And I'm always there. The night before, the night before, I messaged my colleague. No, I was like, "Hey, I'm really thinking about like doing a cocktail tomorrow." Mm-hmm. And I was like, "Yeah, you know, it might might work out." And I think he was doing smooth ambler. And he was like, "I'm just gonna pour smooth amblers per no." Hmm? Smooth amblers per no. Mm-hmm. Oh, I didn't know that. I know that. Yeah, old was, scout I, I baby. What do you call that? Starts with a B. Brown Foreman? Uh, breakthrough. Oh, Breakthrough. Bernadictine. And, and so I said, I said, <laughs> I said to him, I was like, yeah, man, um, I think I'm going to pour a cocktail tomorrow. And in the morning, I, my original plan was to pour a whiskey sour, like to pre-make a whiskey sour <laughs> just in a massive. <laughs> Seriously? Yeah. Like, with eggs? No, 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 no. Oh! Like, no, no. Oh, God, no. Can dude, you imagine? That's... I was like, <laughs> in that sunlight <laughs> oh my god um and 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 i was like no i was just gonna make like a you know like a like a citrusy yeah something mm, yeah, sweet yeah. and citrusy yeah, yeah. couldn't find any uh lemon i went to trader joe's couldn't find and obviously they don't have anything with preservatives in it mm. went to trader joe's i was like damn i'm gonna have to squeeze all these lemons and i was like do you know what fuck that so i ended up <laughs> buying a bunch of fresh tangerine juice <laughs> Right, all this, all this fresh tangerine juice. Bought like six bottles of this fresh tangerine juice, and uh, like six big cartons. But uh, and then I was like, oh, like, and it was my, one of my first times ever in Trader Joe's, and I didn't really understand what the concept was. And I was like, do you guys, <laughs> do you guys have there? Is there any chance you guys have simple syrup? They were like, fuck no. <laughs> And I'm like, ah, oh, shit. So I found some organic uh, agave, blue agave nectar. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. yeah but like four of those, because I was like, this is going to do the job. Yeah. Um, and then I, bought, <laughs> then I bought some lemonade. <laughs> and oh, I was like, do you know what? This is going to work. Whatever. This is going to work. This <laughs> what, will be fine. What, what Avalon are you looking at? Yeah. 12, of course. Oh, yeah. oh, Jesus, can you imagine with the 18? The Abuna. The yeah. Like, let's have oh, it. Oh, my God. So, Get down there and um, what? Thankfully, the, my colleague Jackie from from Southern had brought a like a jug, and like a measuring cup, and I'd, I'd given her all these instructions. And just randomly, just randomly in her bag, she had like four bottles of um, uh, what's it? Uh, 
Free Brothers uh, Orange Bitters. Oh, the yeah, aromatic. I remember, I remember yeah. this. Yes, yeah, I remember right? this. I love that. And then I, had the, I bought this. I bought this, I 20, I I bought this $20 glass jar. It was this big, right? I yeah. would target. It was this wide. So it was, you're talking about a lot of booze, right? Yeah, that's a lot of And drink. I had a bunch. I had a, a, a shed load of Aberlour 12. And I was like, do you know what? I'll give this a go, right? I'll just give this a go. I'll, mm. I'll, I'll chuck it all in. <laughs> Added the, added two bottles of the bitters. All the two tan- bottles of bitters. Two oh bottles or a God. bottle and a half of the bitters. Uh, all of the tangerine juice, oh. all of the lemonade, all the agave, and, and and by then you know the whole thing was the thing was full, yeah, cool, yeah, right? Yeah. And uh, a lot of whiskey. Like we're talking yeah. at least three bottles. No, I'm no more than three. Yeah. Yeah. I'm 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 talking about like I'm talking about like maybe seven or eight balls Jesus. of the 12 just like in there and this oh, glass do you remember the glass jar yeah and basically i, I had this one. little ha- tap and i was like right okay so i, I tried one and, and and obviously being an idiot i hadn't put any ice in the in the jug and, <laughs> yes. the sh- and i don't know if you guys remember that day but the sun started oh, off yeah. behind yeah. the building right and, it was, and so it was cool it was cool and i was like oh this is going to be lovely like a wee taster but then about 20 minutes into the tasting, <laughs> the sun came up. I had about, I had about, I had about a quarter of this jug yet. So I was and the like, ceiling you know, is windows, ladies and yeah, gentlemen. It's yeah, and it's, and it's a conservatory. It was yeah. a, it's a conservatory. And uh, and I was like, do you know what? Fuck this then. And, and so I just went and got as much as I could, poured it into the thing. <laughs> and I was just like, guys, I'm doing cold cocktails here in these little thimble cups. And I was like, maybe I'll sell. Because we're talking about, talking about probably, I don't know, 15, 20 litres of booze. <sighs> Like of, of cocktail, yeah, and, and those things hold like four hundred mil, four hundred oh, ounces. Man. Like, and and I was just like, do you know what? I'll hand these out, whatever. And I had a couple more bottles of booze, and you know the lemonade, and there was a, a, maybe a wee bit of agave left in that. And I was like, this is gonna last me all afternoon. This is totally fine. Oh, and, turns out it was one of the drunkest festivals we've ever done, and people I were screaming the- at me. Oh. You were. Uh, that's why you were so busy. Yeah. Oh my god. Do you not remember though? Like well, you I, were sitting, you were across the hall from me, and he was across the opposite side of the yeah. hall from me. You and I, were and also not, I, he was in between. Us. Yeah, and I, I remember seeing like it's like a four or five hour event. Yeah, it was a long event, way too <laughs> so long. long. It's a four hour event, and they and had a bo- VIP section, and they had which bo- was just the oh, normal. Yeah, and five. They, yeah, you're right. And they five, had both bars open. Yeah, and the so people were drinking like two Beer. fingers of whiskey while <laughs> tasting whiskey. And I remember, I remember like looking up, like because I, I, for a while, all I was doing was just pouring yep, this pour, cocktail pour, pour, and handing pour, it to yeah, people. Pour, pour. I remember looking up and just seeing this a sea of people, of people. Yeah. like 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 ten people deep, and they're all looking at me. They're like, "We want another one of the cocktails." And I was like, "Jesus Christ!" I'm shouting it all. I'm like, "Bring more Avalon for me because we need to just top this thing up." He left like an hour and a half left in the event. He's like, yeah. I'm done. I'm done. Yeah, well, if you're out, you're out, well, right? We, we started talking. There was like 45 minutes left in the event. It, maybe a minute, maybe an hour, maybe actually. An hour. And uh, Harrison was next to me. Yeah. And then... Um, I was so done that uh, day. I was we, so over it that day. Uh, people, I, all the, bar, all the um, reps around me were like, they're too drunk to drink. We yeah. need to stop pouring. I'm like, yeah, I agree. Probably because of the cocktails. Oh, that uh, little Jane. <laughs> oh, Claire, Claire from... Yeah, Claire. Claire, was, Claire and I were talking... <laughs> And somebody else, and we're like, we just stopped. Yeah, and just like, stopped. Serving. We just left. Yeah, it was like, yeah, this is ridiculous. I, I, so we 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 shut the thing down. I, I literally went through all of my booze. I oh actually, I actually think we did a pug podcast about developing a good whiskey festival based on how bad that was. We did. Ran. <laughs> we did. Um, yeah, and like people people were coming that at me then, just screaming at me. Two tree of those screaming yeah. at me. Just oh yeah, screaming at me. Uh, like, can yeah. we get some of this? Yeah. Do you have any of this? Can I do a shout out to another terrible festival? Uh, whiskey Barrel Night Chicago. 
Oh. Horrible. <laughs> what one was that? Uh, you. I don't think you were there. Um, Alan. You didn't do that one. No, no, no not, I don't think. No, yeah, I don't think anybody. Would, you would. You would have been here. They didn't sacrifice Alan for that one. It would have been new. The, the one. The one. The one that it was we, late the one that we did. The one that we did then. Um, the crow, the crow smoke, the old crow smokehouse. Right? Oh no, that, not that, that one. Not no, that was bad. Though. I left two hours in. I poured five bottles and sent them out. That was. Because I was right next to the door, so everyone came to me. Very first thing to come in line, I poured five bottles in an hour and forty five minutes. So I'm like, I'm done. Yeah. I'm not pouring another case. Yeah, because it's quarter ounces. Yeah, I was. And I was. I have a stopper, so I'm on my um, pouring spout. So it, it was a quarter ounce every time, if not less. <laughs> if not less. Yeah, and I'm like. I'm done. This is ridiculous. And that if you're one doing at the a smoke- cocktail, you're giving them an ounce at least. That one at the smokehouse where they put the um, um, they put the music on. Oh wait, and we were no, no, no. We're right talking. Next- we're yeah, talking- no. I'm, I'm just. I'm, I'm no. I'm mixing up events. Uh, the one, the what that in one in Wrigleyville. That one in Wrigley. I was standing by the speaker. Yeah, people we were, were coming up to me, right. and I could shout at them, and yeah. they couldn't hear what I was saying. No, as I've said before on this podcast, we were the backup band to the band playing on the stage, yeah. and I was just like, you know what, screw it. Like, I'm just gonna pour people booze, and once, once everybody, like, once yeah. the music calms down and people are actually interested, they can come and speak to me. And there, they was did. A, there was a whiskey festival happening during a concert. Though. Yeah, exactly. There was oh, free yeah, whiskey right. being poured. Yeah. during the concert, they paid the tickets for the concert. Yeah, basically. yeah that was no. I was thinking of the one down in River North at Moe's and. Uh, Mo's Cantina and uh, in Old Crow. Old Crow. Yeah, yeah. yeah, the one in River North though. Yeah, the River North. Yeah, there was that was on, that uh, was like the weekend before, Kinsey. and Kinsey. I poured five bottles in an hour and forty five minutes. Yeah. It was like I'm. And there's two hours, and left. it's Starward as well. Like I'm, I'm yeah. not. I'm not saying anything about Starward, yeah. but like it's not like it's not like we're Jack importing. Daniels yeah, or we're, we're importing this from. Yeah, yeah, I yeah. Mean, we have a lim- you know. A small amount to really we, spare. We tiny, tiny sample tiny amount. Right. Sample. It's like I have maybe two cases on me at all periods of time yeah. at most, and I'm pouring half of that right now for a festival that no one's caring about. <laughs> like yeah. so, yeah. But I mean, I gotta see 800 customers, and there you go. There you go. <laughs> yeah, it's a. Uh, but we probably won't. Unfortunately, we probably won't. I would kind of give a little bit back to have that right now. I would. Um, I know I would. As, as much as those consumer events, it hurts sometimes when you're pouring through all those bottles and pouring all that liquid down people's throats that are just taking a shot. And Especially the summer ones. I love the summer fest. The summer and the fall, I really Yeah, love. Yeah, I, I agree with you. Like The whiskey festivals that I do across the country that are um, – you have you know three four hundred people come out. It means a little something more special in summertime because the whiskey festivals are a little more down mm-hmm. right then. But you can actually have conversations. Yeah, which is great. Yeah, yeah it's, it's awesome nice. to actually have those one on one personal experiences. I, I, I would. Realize, yeah, I, mean, I really realized that this was your first summer. It would have been mm. your first summer here, Cal. I bet yeah. Alan Clark's summer last year was really great. Shut oh, up. I'm, sh- I'm sure you can call him and ask him. Shut up. I don't know what he's doing <laughs> right probably, now. He'll probably he'll probably be naked in bed. <laughs> I hope so. Yeah. Or two. Just breaking quarantine. Fucking George Michael looking ass. It'll <laughs> be uh Ah, he's a great guy. Yes, summer in Chicago. It's it's something everyone in the world should really. I agree. Experience. Hopefully, it'll, hopefully it'll open up. Um, I'm sure there's smarter people than us trying to figure out how to make sure, sure that the re- bars and restaurants and all Absolutely. of the industries that are currently closed. I Absolutely. just I just hope that there are people looking out for the small business folks and independent shops across um, this state and across the country and also across the world too because they're what brings life into all these communities. I don't know how much longer we can possibly go. Um, 
without them existing because uh, we miss it. Uh, it's, uh, it's, it's a bummer not to have them. It's a bummer to see people out there um, on social media and through text messages and you know small conversations that you have wondering about when can I get my life back. And unfortunately, it's probably not a conversation of when can I get my life back? When can I get a different life um, back to what we currently are in? And it kind of goes back to what Wilson was bringing up, not taking things for granted in life, living a life based on what we've always had, what we've always perceived will happen in the future. And now that future has drastically changed and we'll have to alter with it. I just hope that all the people out there making decisions for, um, for our state and for the rest of our nation understand that uh, you might complain that lives will be lost because of um, places that are open early in your terms. But if things don't open up now, more lives will be lost because suicide rates are going up. Um, people are worrying day more more in day and day and day out about how will I pay my mortgage, how will I pay my rent, and even more importantly, how will my kids be fed? With the help of some companies that I work with, some companies that are at this table right now, communities are surviving. Yeah, but how much longer can that persist? Good point. It's a down moment to end this podcast on, but it's the reality of this podcast. Um, we're all three guys here and then adding a fourth in with my wife and the fifth in with my dog. We're all employed. <laughs> she brings joy and happiness to my life. So that's her, that's her job. Um, and we're very fortunate to have that, but I've talked to other reps that said a month ago, I'm good. Three weeks later, no, it's a different story. we're going to reevaluate in May Yeah, and we're in May and the date for opening is June 26th. That is over a month away. So far, so far. What will I happen? Mean, the biggest thing yeah. you can do is go out there and sign petitions um, for places to open up. And this might be a little controversial, but bars and restaurants, stop hashtagging stay at home. If you want to open up, stop saying it. We've done two months of quarantine. What else can we do? Um, staying at home has worked. I think it's very, very helpful, and I will acknowledge that. But if you want to really support your communities and support your, your employees and support everybody who's involved with your bars and restaurants when it comes around that, even the guy delivers your ice. What does stay at home do at this point? Yeah. Or shit, hashtag order in. Yeah. You know? Hashtag take out. Yeah. <clears throat> um, don't want to end on, an opti- on, a, on a depressing point, so we'll say, Remy the dog, what do you have to say? I'll, I'll tell a good joke, fella. <laughs> oh, well, please, joke. please, please, please. Oh, oh, oh. oh, he's got a joke. So... <clears throat> The famous Russian Ooh, I like this one. composer. Did I tell you this? Have I told you this one? Does it involve Putin? No. Oh, oh okay. Famous, <laughs> famous <laughs> Russian composer Tchaikovsky Ooh. was writing his 1812 overture. I've heard of this. You know, it's got the, the blasting guns and the, yeah. and the drums and everything. Yeah. And the other yeah. Russian composers, they say to him, Tchaikovsky, you can't put... Guns and cannons and drums all into your 1812 overture. And Tchaikovsky replies to them, he says, I can and I will. <laughs> I'm sorry, ladies and gentlemen. I'm so sorry. That's so bad. And I for, love puns. <laughs> and for Callum O'Donnell and Wilson Torres, 312 made and spirited words, I am Jacob Andrew Hookie the third minus Peace the third. Out.
Cheers, everybody. That was a premature piece of. Can we do a fake cheers? I like. Oh wait, there's some highlights there.